You're listening to Impolite Society with Laura and Rachel. It's Laura and Rachel. We're back in your ear bones. Laura and Rachel. We're back, 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 back. Laura and Rachel. That's all I prepared, but we are back, 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 back. What, what theme song is that for? It's... There's like a TV show that that is a theme song. Believe for. it or not, yeah, uh, I'm walking <laughs> out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, not a theme song. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. That one. From yeah, Seinfeld. yeah. Well, the moral of the story is we're walking on air because we are back, baby. Woo! What is this new podcast that has shown up in your feed? In case you uh, still <laughs> like, were subscribed to Big Talk with Laura and Rachel, there's like, a brand new this? podcast. Yeah, what is this shit? You don't even know what you're listening to. Well, I'll tell you, friend. This is Impolite Society, the podcast where we answer the questions that you're too afraid to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to add anything to that? Or <laughs> uh, it's been so long. Like we we, uh, it's been a while. I'm still getting back into the groove. I have nothing to add other than I'm excited to be here. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. So we tackle the questions. We take turns asking each other questions every week um, about things that would not pass in polite society. And then we dig into the answers by um, sharing our own experience, some pretty, um, you know, questionable research at time. But we like to think it's legit. I prefer the term shoddy. Shoddy. Shoddy, re- shoddy yes. research. It's not the New York Times. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's for fun. It's more like the New York Post. <laughs> The Guardian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Daily Mail. Not that par. I, I'll, I'll back that up a little bit. Vice? Question mark? I don't know. Question mark? I, think, <laughs> I would love to consider ourselves Vice. That'd be great. So we do a little research. We do a little musing. We have a lot of fun. We drink uh, a little wine. Yes, uh, I'm just what... finishing up my first glass. Here's my second. Are you guys, did <gasps> you hear that? Ooh, that sounded beautiful. Oh, are we ready? Oh. <sighs> Round of applause for the wine. <laughs> applause break, everyone. Applause break. Yeah, so we're diving in. Uh, to, this is an important question that I would I have to pose to Rachel. Uh, my impolite question. Oh, I'm so I'm excited. Ready to dive in. You're ready to, Okay. So my impolite question is, do you really think you're that smart? Oh, this is a good one because I'm going to say yes. Yes, I know. The tests have confirmed it. I am tests. smart. The okay, tests. we're going to talk about the test. So this is interesting. I think I am. But then again, I also, because I am so smart, SMRT, um, <laughs> I know that everybody thinks they're smart. Yeah, that is exactly what the research shows. And so, you know, we always think that we are the smartest ones in the room, right? But are we, I mean, Everyone can't be the smartest, right? So <laughs> that's uh. Well, I wanted to ask you the same question. Do you think you're that smart? You think you're smarter than the average duck? I will get to that, and we can unpack. Ooh. We can unpack it at the end. So, what we're going to talk about first is it seems like there's a lot of dumb people around, right? Oh, so yeah. whether you're online, you're in traffic, you're at work, it seems like there's a lot of dummies out there. And it leads to this inevitable feeling like, oh, I am smarter than the average bear. And so thinking about it, when's the last time that you felt really, really dumb? Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Let's see. 
I, it's, it's hard, right? I think your brain protects you from really dumb because I know I feel dumb a lot. Like I, I do stupid things that I'm constantly kicking myself around or for. Um, but it was really hard to think of a specific anecdote about it. Mm-hmm. So the probably the most recent dumb moment I had was I lost f- uh, 75% of our pets within 24 hours <laughs> a week ago. Yeah. 75% is three out of four, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Easy math for me, for me, the communication major. I have to keep the math simple. <laughs> How did you lose your pets in your house? Well, the one I think got out when we were loading groceries. I didn't even realize. I just walked out the next morning and he was just outside. Was I was like, a cat? Yeah. Oh, I was one? just like, Franklin. Aww. I was like, Franklin, what are you doing out here? And it was so sad because he was sitting by our only open window that my <laughs> husband had left open all night. And he was like sitting outside the screen being like, let me in. Aww. Oh, he, he did it to himself. It's not like we threw him out. And then I lost both dogs simultaneously by not closing the gate all the way on my Ooh, way out. And, um, and out. I happened to look out the window and see Frida hanging out in the front yard <laughs> with some construction workers. And I was like, like hey, oh, there's my dog. And so then, <laughs> yep, we had to go chase him down. So that was pretty stupid. I, I know I feel dumb all the time, but then I have, I have another good story about dumb. I, well, I don't know if it's dumb or it's silly, but it comes from my husband. Um, oh, about <laughs> your husband being dumb. <laughs> yes. Well, to be fair, I asked him. I said, you tell me I'm dumb all the time. What is the story? Tell me about a time I was dumb. And he could not think of anything. Because you're too smart for your own good. Yeah, I don't think that that's it. <laughs> no, but he um, one day he has this dog. One of the the 25% of our animals is this dog. And <laughs> that's a really weird way to say that. But one um, of our have, animals is a dog would be the normal way of saying it. <laughs> yes. And her name is Frida and she likes to eat. And Dan has found a way to weasel into her heart to be the favorite owner. Um by just letting her lick his plate and after we eat. <laughs> so one day I was gone. He's eating dinner. He's eating in front of the TV. He eats. He puts the plate down for the dog. Remembers we have apple pie. Goes in, picks up his plate, takes it into the into the living room or the kitchen. Um, puts the apple pie, puts the ice cream on it. Totally forgetting that you know he just picks it up off the ground, but totally forgetting that the dog just licked it. <laughs> So he gets his apple pie and his ice cream, eats it all, and it's not until he's licking the ice cream off the plate that he remembers the dog <laughs> just licked it like 10 uh, minutes ago. Tell Dan I completely understand that when the prospect of apple pie and ice cream presents itself, uh, blindness occurs. It's it's just you got the blinders on and it's all you oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I completely get it. So... All right, I guess that I have to answer the question now too, right? Oh, Last definitely. Really I want to hear about all your dumb moments. Uh, I'm sure I have a ton. Uh, but I can say most acutely, the time that I felt the stupidest in recent history was definitely pregnancy brain. Uh, oh, yeah. It made me feel like I was five steps behind everyone else. I remember I was packing for a trip. I was thinking like four or five months pregnant. I was packing for a trip and I got my suitcase out and opened it up and looked at it and literally had this strange moment of like, I have no idea what to put in this suitcase. Just like what goes in a suitcase (laughs) completely (laughs) just confounded me and I couldn't believe it. 
Is it snacks? Is it apple pie and ice cream? Is that what you put in a suitcase? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was this, this moment of just feeling lost. And it was such a bizarre experience. Uh, but there are others that are, are definitely not uh, pregnancy related. Uh, there was one semi-recently uh, that displays a type of stupidity that we will talk about. Uh, and I was talking to my husband, Austin, about Korea <laughs> and, and I don't know, I don't know where the conversation was or what we were talking about, but I'm like, oh yeah, Korea, it's an island. And Austin's like, uh, it is not an island. And I'm like, no, yeah, it is. It's an island. It's, it's, uh, an island in Asia. <laughs> oh uh, gosh. It is not an island, guys. Uh, North Korea shares a border with China. A it quick does. Google search relief revealed as such. And it was very interesting. It was this, you know, moment where you're like really sure of it. But nope, that was definitely not the case. Oh, yeah, there's definitely those moments have happened to me as well, where you're so sure of something, and you swear up and down that that's what it is. And it and, and it's not the case. And yeah, gosh, we have stupid phones in our pockets at all times now. And that just makes it way easier to prove that we're, we're dumb. I mean, that's the beauty of smartphones, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then Call- I also... I also like how your um, your stupidest moment, the first one about pregnancy brain, is kind of like a humble brag because you're like, I'm only dumb when there's something else siphoning off my energy and, <laughs> and, and thought power. That was just my first one. I'm sure there are plenty. Hey, okay, you you can protect yourself, you know, your ego with that. I can protect myself with my pregnancy. It's fine. <laughs> it's how I do. <laughs> so the other, the flip side then of that is when's the last time you smell felt you smelt. I you smelt. smelt. <laughs> you felt smarter than the people around you. Um, when was my last work meeting? <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> just happens constantly. <laughs> no. Oh man, I I didn't didn't think through this one. On the spot. All right, I'll share the I'll share one for me because this is one that I feel. I, I don't know. It's a little bit of smarter, but also admittedly a bit of a superiority thing. But I think for me, they're, they're kind of tied, which again, we'll talk about later. <laughs> but, um, anytime anyone mentions reality television and like, oh, that's what I watch. I'm like, I immediately feel so much smarter than, than them. I know it's not fair. I know it. I know it's not fair that television, reality television is mind numbing. Sometimes you need things that are mind numbing and brainless because you had a stressful day. But I just, I cannot stomach reality television. So whenever anyone says, you know, oh, I was watching The Bachelor or oh, I watch Real Wives of Blah, I'm immediately like, ha ha ha, you of the, the plebes or the, the proletariat or whatever. The proletariat. There you go. (laughs) That's my moment. I just felt really smart. <laughs> there you go. And I, I, that it is, it's something that I need to work on. But yeah, that in, inevitably makes me feel much smarter than the person I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say when I feel the smartest is when I kind of create a, a solution or solve a problem. And I'm trying to think, there has to be a ton coming up. I won't say what the exact situation is, but we are decorating for a holiday. And I won't say what holiday, because I don't know when we're releasing this. And I want it to be timely and topical. I was decorating for the most recent holiday that you just experienced, dear listener. (laughs) And we were figuring out a way to string up lights. And 
you know, connecting electric and getting the electric to flow. And I just always feel really clever when I can configure it in a way where all it gets where it needs to be and all the wires are in the right spot and it works well. Prob- that always makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Or when I solve a problem without having to ask uh, my husband for help. Mm. That's I remember good. I used to feel like when I was in college and I would do math classes, whenever I got to the right answer, I'm like, I am the smartest woman in the world. <laughs> Where is my Nobel Prize? Because I am absolutely... Is it at the door right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just is that it? terrible at math. So whenever I got anything right, I just felt so accomplished. Oh, I can tell you um, when I look the smartest to other oh, people. And it's when you have your glasses on? When... Nah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... Oh. Uh, no, no. It's when I can configure their uh, their Bluetooth shit. Everybody loves that. When I can get Bluetooth working the way it's supposed to, people are like, what? I've actually taken on a new kind of um, persona as the tech person. I have the same on thing. My, of, on a new team. Yeah, in my department, I'm I'm the tech tech person. Which is funny because I'm not a techie person at all. But I can just figure things out. <laughs> and I like solving problems. Yeah. I think that that's, um, what, as we dig into this conversation, intelligence also comes down to if there's a will there's a way and if you're invested in finding an answer you're gonna figure it out right and that that's the difference is putting in the mental energy well not necessarily that it works faster yeah i mean that i think that's a great segue because we're gonna get into the research portion of this podcast Put on your glasses. <laughs> We're about to try to sound smart. <laughs> our shoddy, shoddy research. Any kind of ego. Yeah, our shoddy research. Yeah, any kind of ego we have is going to go out the window as soon as we start trying to talk about science and research. Science. Data. Data. Statistics. Statistics. So, well, speaking of statistics, uh, <laughs> 65% of Americans believe that they are above average in intelligence. So, which I'm not, I mean, I think I'm smart, but I'm no mathematician. (laughs) And that tells me, something tells me that that's not right. 65% can't be better than average. Yeah, well, that's what people think. So whether or not they are, (laughs) we're going to get into. Another interesting fact, and we'll we'll link all these sources in the show notes, but... uh, Another interesting note about this is that men are more likely to think that they are above average in intelligence than women. Can we hold for the shock of a lifetime, everyone? Do you it's hear that? The collective gasp of our listeners. No, 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 no. I meant my my eyes rolled so hard. I thought that maybe the <laughs> microphone like the and I roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the patriarchy for a moment in this moment? Uh, Oh, well, I think it goes to just, you know, we're always talking, like, men receive a very different upbringing. Boys receive a very different upbringing than girls. And, uh, they're, they're, they're told to f- be confident and feel good about themselves, which, what is uh, that? Like? That's how we're going to um, raise the next generation, Rachel. So cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. My cat, he feels great about himself. <laughs> So there's also a little bit more to this data as well. So people who were depressed also don't overrate themselves. The more depressed a person is, the more likely they were to underrate or underestimate their intelligence, which I think is really interesting. So the research that suggests that this 
illusion of superiority, um, which is what this phenomenon is called, it's actually kind of an ego protector. It's something that we use to shield our self-esteem is that when you're depressed, that this effect doesn't come into play or does this effect not become into play because you're depressed? You know, it's like kind of a chicken or an egg scenario. And so I think that's really interesting. No, I've actually heard separate studies or separate research that describe depressed folks as people who tend to lean more realist. They're more realist. They're not idealist I about the world, that. about themselves. So I, and again, that's kind of a chicken and an egg. Is it depressed? Is it depression trying to take those rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. off the world? Or are depressed people can see the world how it is and then therefore are depressed by it? Because when you're looking down the barrel of uh, a world where you are an average person completely indistinguishable <laughs> from anybody <laughs> else depressed. and the world is what it is, yeah, that's not exactly a good feeling. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting part of research. And then another kind of dimension to this um, people thinking that they're above average intelligence was that it affects varied with culture. So North mm. Americans, Americans, um, they really tend to go along with this trend. Uh, Americans in general, I mean, it, okay, the research... The article that I read said North American. So I guess that includes Canada, right? I mean, we're not the only thing in North America. Uh, but No, in Mexico. <laughs> oh, Mexico. I forgot about Mexico. Okay. So, you know, we the North Americans tend to overestimate. But if you go to Asian cultures, Japan, Korea, China, this phenomenon, it doesn't happen. They, they do not fall into this uh, 65% nonsense. And really, the theory is because Eastern cultures, they have more of an emphasis on self-improvement and deferential to leadership and like humility, while Western cultures, they had tend to this individualistic value and then self-esteem value. So I thought... Okay, okay question. Question about oh. the research. I'm uh, taking no the questions Asian, the about Asian... the research. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a very okay. valid one. When they asked those Asian cultures, did they ask them, are you smarter than your peers or smarter than are Americans. you smarter than Americans? Because they would say, yes, we are smarter than Americans. Because my Chinese roommate in college, <laughs> she straight up told me, she was like, I got math. I'm good at math. I got I'm math. Chinese. <laughs> like, you might be struggling. I got it. The research did not say specifically, (laughs) Uh, but that's a very good point. Uh, Or also, did they ask them multiple times? Like, isn't that the thing? Like, you have to do it multiple times before they, like, (laughs) admit. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, yeah. That's kind of a little bit more humble. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, we're the re- we're over here. We're always trying to prove we're better than everybody uh, else. I mean, that's why we invented Instagram. Capitalism. We're always trying to be better than the next guy. So, all right. So now that we've talked about this illusion of superiority, it comes to a pretty difficult to answer question. As it turns out, what is intelligence. This was really interesting research for me. There are a lot of different theories, uh, a lot of different models, a way to explain and quantify intelligence. There was a really a lot to see here. Um, and But in general, when we think of, okay, what, how intelligent are you? The thing that everyone points to is an IQ test, right? Fun fact. Oh, yeah. Well, 
I don't know that it's a fun fact. Anyway, IQ test. The IQ stands for intellectual quotient, which I did not even know or even think to ask. Uh, so maybe I'm the big dummy. I don't know. But there, and there are many different kinds of tests. Um, these, you know, you can go through the whole psychological history of it. You know, the first ones I think were in like the late 1800s and things fall in and out of fashion. They add different dimensions and things like that. There's a lot of mm-hmm. models and boring history and a lot of old white dudes, you know, with the curly mustache and talking about psychology. But, what I generally came to is there's a lot of different definitions. Um, my favorite one was this gentleman, and he did have a, a black and white photo and a curly mustache. His name was David Weschler. He was a psychologist in the 30s, and he defined intelligence as the global capacity of a person to act purposefully, to think rationally, and deal effectively with his environment. So that was my favorite definition. Mm, yes, because I, I did look this up as well. And oh, oh did, did you hear did you wine? hear the wine? You did. I think so. You oh, definitely got did. It. I was not peeing. It. it was the wine. <laughs> oh God. That would be a whole that'd be like the worst ASMR video oh in the God. world. And I'd listen to it. Sounds from a public I bathroom. Love ASMR. Tile. If there was like some like and like, <laughs> no, it'd just be like <laughs> plop, plop, and then <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the of the of the we're interrupting roll. your intelligence podcast to talk about poop jokes. Everyone, hope you're enjoying. <laughs> yes, well, we did promise some mm. impolite conversation, so I mean, we've been pretty, we've been pretty on track so far. I think we have to get a little got a little dirty. Here. Yeah, I'm good with that. Exactly. So I looked up some re- or I looked up some definitions as well. And what's crazy to me is that it's very up- like there's very abstract. There's no I mean, there's the Webster mm-hmm. dictionary definition of intelligence, but every discipline has its own definition, yeah. like whether it's just like kind of our collective one or psychology or artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, which is very interesting Right, because it, they define it as you know we might think of a smart person as somebody who has a lot of knowledge or a lot of wisdom, but artificial intelligence just re- just defines intelligence as the ability to act appropriately in an uncertain environment. Which is that really what like we is that what it comes down to being able to for us take our experience and our knowledge and our wisdom and apply it to a situation to act correctly versus a, uh, a computer or a robot that all that knowledge is just programmed into them. I mean, I think that's pretty, I mean, that kind of falls in line with the definition, right? Act purposefully, think rationally, mm-hmm. deal effectively. I think that, that that comes together. But yeah, there there is no hard and fast definition. So I want to ask you, who is the smartest person you know? Ooh. And what? why do you think that they're so smart? That's a really good question. Who is the smartest person? I, uh, okay, I can think of a person. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but... It, Don't say your no, husband. No, I'm not going to. I love my husband. <laughs> I think he's a very smart man uh, because I would not tolerate a stupid person in my household. <laughs> Cats excluded. But um, no, I know a guy. He is very smart. Like, objectively, he's very intelligent. Um but there are definite ways that I think he is really dumb as well. Like he is um, 
that very high functioning rational thinker like one Mm. of the things he does for fun is like really complicated puzzles like literally like um not you know jigsaw puzzles but like these your puzzle boxes and things like that and i'm looking at it and i'm like what the fuck is this like i could sit i could feel like you could put me in a room for three days and i'd be like i don't know how to solve it (laughs) i don't even know where to start but he this is like what he does for a hobby um so he's a very smart guy um but i also feel like he falls very short in understanding um not it's not that he doesn't have social skills because he does um it's that he doesn't have a, the kind of like empathy curiosity and wonder in the world so he's he's kind of a sad guy you know and i feel like that's again the kind of the i hope he doesn't huh? listen i said I hope no he i doubt listen. it uh and, and I don't think he would know. Well, no, he would know who I was talking about because of the puzzle boxes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, he had a very specific yeah. hobby. I mean, I doubt unless he you hang out with like eight guys with I puzzle doubt he boxes. Listens, but uh, if he does, you're my friend and I love you. But I, I think he chooses to see the world in a very sad way, which I feel like makes you unintelligent. You know what I mean? Like if you're not, if you've closed yourself off to a certain aspect of humanity, I feel like you've chosen... To be sad. I, I feel like I can't accurately explain this without going into detail, but he's very smart. How about that? We're going to end there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because if we're, we're working from the definition that intelligence is no... If we're working from the definition that intelligence is knowing what to do in uncertain situations, does that apply to him? I mean, he might be really good at solving puzzles or really good at doing math equations, but if he doesn't know how to act in an uncertain place, is that is that... Def- intelligence based on the definition we're working yeah. from right here i would say that where he falls short if i were going to to specify it would be to act purposefully um mm-hmm. yeah again uh this would be a deep dive conversation like into like his personal flaws <laughs> which is not what yeah. we're here to do i mean okay. that's probably some impolite it's conversation, definitely some impolite but conversation. we're just going to save that for after yeah, we stop exactly. recording uh I gotta know what this dude's deal is. So, what about you? Who is the smartest person that you know? Oh, I think okay. Is it the me, first person that Rachel? comes to mind. Is it me? You're up there. You're top ten. At coming in top at number ten, 10 is and Laura I don't know Brown. a lot of people. <laughs> no, I would say one of the sharpest people I ever met in my life is my dear darling cousin. Oh, is this the lawyer? And she is... Yeah. Yes, she's a lawyer. But not only is she just, like, lawyer smart, she is, like, quick and sharp. And you ever watched the Gilmore Girls? I have not. Like, she talks and throws out jokes at that pace. She should be a writer. Fuck this lawyer shit. Go write for a sitcom. (laughs) I I bet the lawyer... I mean, she was born to argue. Mm. Oh, and I'm gonna. She's gonna come up later too, cause she she has a really funny, uh, a really funny <laughs> story. Um, but yeah, I would say she's the smartest person, and I wouldn't define intelligence, um, by, you know, necessarily being able to solve problems, cause my husband's very smart, and he's he's really good at following rules, uh. and that's what makes him really good at math, because he can remember all the rules, and he knows the x equals whatever. <laughs> if if this, then that. The x which equals makes him more whatever. Like a- <laughs> that's a math rule. <laughs> that's- communication major that's why i'm making podcasts um 
But no, he's he's if this then that, which is more like a robot mm-hmm. than a human. But it's fine. I'm married to him. Um, but I I define intelligence by like ability to to come up with things quickly and and keep up and and adjust and and adapt and and keep pace. And I think the funniest or not the funniest. I think the smartest people are the funny people yeah. because they're able to um, bring in information, turn it around, make comparisons, yeah. and then throw you a curveball in, in a great way. So I just um, – comedians, I think, are probably some of the smarter people. Um, they're also sad, so yeah. there's a correlation there, right? Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I think comedy is hard, that people pretend like it's something that's easy, but it's really, really not. And I've also heard that, like – you know, when I don't know any comedians, <laughs> at least not any good ones, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I laugh so hard at that, <laughs> that uh, th- kind of in the room, they'll tell people like, oh, I'm a comedian. And people will be surprised because comedians are often the silent person in the room because the they're, observer. they're listening, they're absorbing, mm. they are processing what's going on and kind of turning it on its head. So I can agree with that. Maybe that's why I like Can I also so say, much. yeah. Can I also say, Lara. Lara. I don't know any comedian. Wait, did I not say that right? <laughs> you just said funny. Lara. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, that's the beer. The one beer is sinking the in. The one okay. beer? Oh my God. I'm like on my third glass of wine. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Laura. Yes. Did I say that yes. correctly? Laura. To quote Laura. I don't know any comedians as she is on a comedy <laughs> podcast. Am I? Okay. I, I mean, I think I'm pretty funny, but, you know, nobody has. Taste. Don't sell us short. Right, we're, right. we're, um, hey, I think the bar to be a comedy podcast is pretty low. So I think we've That's at why least we've added to the comedy podcast Taking genre. that shuffle step over it. Uh, I, I like to think that I can at least get a chuckle out of somebody. So I, I, I do in work meetings. So that means that I'm funny, right? <laughs> the, you should see yes. her little smile right now, guys. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Silence. All right. Anyway, okay. Back to the research. We're really getting off track. Back to the research. So all right. So there, it, the point is, you know, we talk about IQ tests as being um, kind of the, the standard for intelligence. And the average IQ is about 100. And that falls how you'd expect in a standard bell curve. Um, and 130 is considered superior intelligence. And IQ testing, it has a lot of use, right, in educational and clinical settings. You know, when you think about people, um, it's helpful because if you are going to try – oh, did I hear that? Ah. I'm on my second pump – I mean, seasonal ale. <laughs> seasonal ale. I am drinking an evergreen Savion Blanc from Trader Joe's. Um, it kind of sucks. I've had a better Savion Blanc from Trader Joe's, but I think this was the $7 one, so I'm not going to complain. So the IQ test, it has, um, it has uses. It's really useful in tr- looking at people who, you know, maybe are falling behind, right, in um, yeah. school and kind of in, in life, you know, and to see if if their IQ, if it's low, you can address that as, an, as a reason. You know, if you're doing poorly in school, 
because your IQ is low, that's going to be a different solution versus if you're doing poorly in school and your IQ is median, you know, or really high, that's going to be a different solution. So there are um, definitely purposes to the IQ test, but looking at these different models, all these different types of intelligence, that's kind of where IQ tests fall short. There are a shit ton of models about uh, intelligence, about different types. Can I interrupt for yeah, a second? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm While we're being impolite, can yeah. I ask you, what is your IQ? Do you know your IQ? Uh, I do not because I tried to take an IQ test, not for this podcast, but just like sometime in the previous you know years that I'm like, I think I'm so smart, I'm going to go take an IQ test. And I got really, it was an online one, I got really frustrated in like Q question three. And I was like, fuck this, this is annoying. And I closed it. I have no idea mm. what my IQ is. That sounds like... Um like in a hundred. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, what about you? No, I'm I'm totally joking. I have not taken an IQ test since I was a wee a wee a and, wee child. Um, Somebody took you a little one. They took you for an IQ test. Girl, I'm gifted. Oh, so that means I scored above a one thirty. Oh, the test for serious. They do not lie. Yeah, yeah. You. When I was a kiddo, um, so I was in the gifted program in school. And that just meant I got to take all these weird classes about making miniature castles and playing with rats. Well, that was so gifted what- in the Hazelwood School District. Are we sure that has the same definition? Oh, oh from a Catholic school where they didn't even have any kind of it's standardization. It's so true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, you had a whole mythology presented <laughs> as a class. So there's that. You mean religion class? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's what it's called. Something like that. No, I have... Our day went to church. <laughs> right? You Did you go to church every day? Uh, no, we went on Fridays. Every week. TGIF, baby. Every Friday for uh, K through 12. So I consider that church carries me to at least 40. And then when I'm 40, then I can consider if I need to go to church again. <laughs> That's actually the math that my grandfather yeah. did. He went to, they they went to Catholic school in um you know a very German neighborhood they growing go every up day? and and every yeah. day. So he's like I already hit my quota yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah. So he doesn't go. I, even when we were uh, kids and we would go to church, he would just he would just skip. He's like I already did it. <laughs> I I am now in firmly in the um C and E category, which is the Christmas and Easter category. <laughs> Somehow I feel like that's worse than not going at all, you know, though, because at least I stand for something. <laughs> I plead the fifth on that one. Uh, yeah, so I tradition is important. I have no idea what my IQ is. If I were to, well, you know, I'm going to withhold that. If info. I were to guess, I'm, yeah, I'm I think gonna, it would be one sixty. I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, thank you, Rachel. I'm so smart. Uh, I'm going to withhold that information about where I would guess, uh, but I have not taken it. Taken it the test. Yes. So in my gifted program that I was in middle school, our teacher would tell us all the time, you're smarter than your teachers. You're smarter than 95% of the people that you'll meet in life. That's a really weird thing to tell people. I mean, I guess it's true, but that's, I don't know. I don't know that's a solid foundation for integrating well into society. No, but she would also say, you know, there's a lot of CEOs with 90 IQs and trash men with 130. Yeah. You know, it's what you do That's, with it. It's not just the na- yeah. natural ability. That is very true. Which can we also just say the IQ tests are probably 
racist, right? I think that that was something that I looked into was how IQ and socioeconomic class correspond. And there's less variance, I believe, in the higher, in the higher socioeconomic class. So in the poorer or the lower, um, you have a bigger range, right? Some people are really low, some people are really high. And I think it has more to do with genetics and like actual, um, there's more variance in parent involvement. But the higher, the higher your socioeconomic class, the more it levels off. That makes sense. So that, uh, yes, because you have more resources, you have more support. Um, so you, I don't think they're necessarily higher, but more people are higher as opposed to in a lower one where it could, it could really run the spectrum. Yeah. That was a big part of the, the IQ test research or just, you know, the definition of intelligence research is that it's really across the board, like all these different ways that you can quantify intelligence and that is there, um, a bias in these about you know, if it's the, it's, if it's the college educated, uh, scientists that are putting together these tests, is it really an accurate way to judge the intelligence of somebody? Um, uh, maybe it doesn't speak the lingo, you know? Yeah. But has the capability. Um, so, so that, I mean, that there are so many different fingers and dimensions to this. Um, and a lot of different types of intelligence that, you know, there's verbal, Nonverbal, emotional, mathematical, interpersonal, spatial, creative, natural. That was one of the aspects, like people who are like good with nature. They're tuned in. <laughs> they can make some ointments out or of Or like just naturally foliage. good at like, you know, working with animals. Keeping a plan alive. Keeping a plan alive. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of different dimensions that is really hard to quantify that this IQ test isn't really um, – the end all be all of intelligence because it's just looking at that like kind of rational reasoning, kind of spatial recognition. There's a lot to be desired. There's a lot of different types of intelligence. Yeah. And so, but that leads me to the other side of the coin, defining stupidity. That, Ooh. and that was a lot easier. <laughs> With a name of a person or? <laughs> no, no, no. no. With concepts. That was much easier. Um, in my research, I generally come across three different ways to be stupid. Are you ready? Yep. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Number one, absent-mindedness. So people who just forget things or don't notice things or, or forget an attention to detail. That or lose their cat or leave the gate unlocked. <laughs> Or just like, you know, forget to turn off the, the stove burner or lock their keys in their car. You know, like that. Oh, I've done that a uh, ton too. <laughs> <laughs> so that is one of the, the kinds of, of stupidity. And interestingly, in this kind of research that they've done, people were most forgiving of this kind of stupidity. Um, because no matter how smart you are, You've had a brain fart here or there. Everyone's locked their keys in their car, right? <laughs> to err is human. <laughs> exactly. Every- Nobody's perfect 100% of the time. Yeah, this is something that I think anyone can forgive, even in the most extreme cases yeah. um, where people have forgotten their kids inside cars. Like, that's something that's horrible and tragic, yeah. but totally understandable yeah. and forgivable. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that, that everyone has suffered from this in time, uh, at a time. But I think that when they talk about, you know, absent-mindedness and 
terms of stupidity. Maybe it's people who are just are constantly absent-minded, you know, not yes. sometimes or occasionally or here and there. So that's that a scatter brain Jane. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first type of stupidity. The second type is lack of control. This was an interesting one. And there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this. And the way that I, the, the most succinct way I found to define it is the, I just can't help myself. So mm. this is, you know, you know that drinking that, you know, fourth glass of wine it's really going to fuck you over the next day, but you just can't help yourself. That's funny because my brain went straight towards... Um, food? Straight towards alcohol, too. Uh, Maybe that's the common denominator. Food was my second but, thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in the, in a um, stupidity or like lack of intelligence sense, it has to be to the max. Yeah. It has to be even turned up. I mean, yeah, because we can feel dumb when the outcome is exactly what we can expect, but we could have avoided. But then there's also people who continue to spend money and put themselves into credit card yep. debt. There's people who commit crimes. Yep. Uh, I heard a story of somebody who stole $20 from um, a person. Uh, they stole $20 out of a desk at work and then ended up, you know, getting a police record. For $20. And it's yeah. just like, you they just couldn't help themselves. And then my favorite is, my, my favorite example is my stupid dog, which I call her stupid because she's just... <laughs> Frida. Literally, ha yes. Yeah, the one that was hanging out with the construction workers. Um, <laughs> Slut. <laughs> she, just, she just can't control herself. Like, literally can't help herself. This is her. She will grab the food off the counter. She will take any opportunity. And she knows as soon as you walk in the door, she's like, oh, I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, why don't you know better? Because she literally just can't control herself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, I think, is these are the kind of people that you see on, you know, world's dumbest criminals. I think it's this kind of thing mm -hmm. is, you know, that the outcome isn't going to turn out the way that you want it to. But you just can't help yourself you continue or, or uh, what is that that stupid expression which actually i really can't stand um so the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting over and, and over expecting again expecting a different yeah. outcome i mean generally i think that that's a really dumb saying because occasionally if you keep trying you know what i mean like you're gonna hopefully you're gonna get somewhere but anyway but it's that kind of thing of like you know it's not gonna turn out and yet you continue to persist because you just can't help yourself yeah. So then the third type, which I think is the most interesting type, is confident arrogance. So there is a term for this. It's the Dunning-Kruger effect. And what it is, is that people, they overestimate their knowledge um, because they don't know anything. Uh, it's this scenario where you've heard one fact about something and then you think that you're an expert. Um, this also kind of uh, applied to people basically who were too dumb to know that they're dumb. Uh, so they have overestimated their abilities because they don't have the self-awareness to accurately assess their own skills. They're too dumb to know that they're dumb. And I feel like this is something that I see so, 
so, so much today, uh, especially in social media. Social media. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but this is where my super smart lawyer cousin comes in again. Okay. Because she, um, when she was a little kid, like, you know, I don't know how old kids are when they start reading or spelling or any of that nonsense. I don't either. We'll find but, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll check back in with Charlotte in a couple years and see where she's at on this whole spectrum. Um, but when she was little, you know, a little kid, probably one of the first words she ever learned to spell, did not know anything, you know, about spelling or uh, phonics or that kind of stuff. <laughs> Hooked on phonics worked for me. <laughs> worked it for me. But she swore up and down that you spelt mom O-M-O because she had heard those letters, <laughs> that kind of repetition one time and she was going to stake it all, put it all on that, that that's how you spell the word mom. And because she didn't have the knowledge or any other thing, because, you know, she was a little kiddo, <laughs> she... Couldn't understand that that's not the sounds the letters make. That doesn't make any sense, right? But because she didn't have any of that other knowledge, like you said, she was not, I mean, she was dumb in spelling and, and reading and that kind of thing. But that lack of knowledge let her double down on saying that it's O-M-O. And she argued it for a long time. I mean, when yeah. adults were contradicting her, saying, like, that's not right. She <laughs> said, no, she's it like, is. no, it 100% is. <laughs> And that's why I'm... she's a lawyer today, because she's really um, good at arguing. <laughs> she's doubling down in her confident arrogance. <laughs> so it's interesting because the the scientists, they were looking at these people. They judged them based on their logic, grammar, sense of humor, found that those who performed at the bottom quartile for all of those things, they rated their skills far above average. So people in the 12th percentile rated their own expertise, their own intelligence in the 62nd percentile. Wow. That's insane. So by that logic, you and I are pro-podcasters. Exactly. We <laughs> have to try. Oh, you know what this makes me think of? This makes me think of, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have any resources for this, uh, but I heard it at a conference and it really stuck with me. Um, I think it was a women's conference. So of course it's going to be, um, something about imposter syndrome it, no it's going to be oh. about experts um people who think that they're experts in things you know the thing of like um you know if men look at a job and they have like five out of ten of the the aspects that apply women mm -hmm. they have to have like nine or ten out of ten to apply and one of the things it's just that men are so just more likely to overestimate their intelligence as we established at the beginning of this podcast um but they asked a bunch of people, men and women, if you were an expert on breastfeeding. Men were more likely to rate themselves as expert breastfeeders than women. <laughs> what? Yeah. <sighs> what? That one stuck with me so, so much. And I'll never forget it. I guess I should look it up to actually verify that it's true and it's something this woman just didn't pull out of her ass. But. <laughs> I don't contradict yourself on our podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Our I won't. Podcast. I won't. This is America in the modern age. Whatever we say out of our mouths right now is fact. It's the truth. Yes, I'm, I'm behind it. With the so lowercase That t. is 100% truth. And that men 
uh, rate themselves as experts in breastfeeding where women did well, not. Well, because they have no idea, right? It's just like baby, baby mouth, nipple, yeah, boom. That's all I need to exactly. know. Exactly. So that's kind of where this confident arrogance comes in is that when you know less about a subject, you're more likely to think that you know everything. Where So it's like a U-curve, right? So you know nothing on the, the X-axis. You know um, – and then your your rate of confidence is your y axis axis not axis sorry axis uh and then it comes into a u, wow. a u shape you sound real dumb no I'm just kidding <laughs> it comes into a u shape um so that people who are like you know moderate in their knowledge rate themselves as moderate knowledge but then the edges kind of curve upwards is basically the mm. idea and i think this makes sense it's a very human thing so it's the world is vast and unknowable in my opinion so if you were to look at the world through a pinhole you would just see probably the color blue right because the world is mostly ocean and you'd say all right this Mm -hmm. is a a world uh, this is just the color blue you wouldn't even know that it's a world but as you start to expand that little pinhole and you start to get bigger and bigger you start to see so much more and then when you see a large amount then you start to understand how much you might not know that is unseen in the peripheral, right? That you're not aware of. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think this is a very human uh, and understandable way of seeing the world. But maybe it's through experience you just get to know, oh, wait, just because I know this one thing about it doesn't mean that I know everything about it. So it's one of those traits of human nature that we should probably try to fight against you know what i mean that you know that it's there but you should try to actively avoid it no i think that's 100 percent fair because we are you know modern people running on prehistoric hardware and uh, you know and we have to constantly evolutionary biology everyone (laughs) we have to fight our our natural urges our natural urges say put every piece of food you can get your hands on in your mouth that doesn't work when there's an abundance of food and that's why we have an obesity epidemic (laughs) and you know like you have to constantly fight what your caveman brain wants Mm -hmm. And if you're a lot about this subject, it must be super, it's super simple. I must know everything there is to know about it. Then, you know, like you would stop yourself from the fifth, sixth, seventh Oreo, take a step back and be like, <laughs> maybe I don't. Wait, five or six Oreos is bad? What about eight to eight 12? Eight to 12. <laughs> well, I would say a serving, a serving size on the package, according to Oreo. Oh, fuck the serving size. Oreo and a half. No, are it's you not. serious? It's probably like two or three. Oh. But either way, <laughs> I was Oreos say. are. I mean, if you're gonna binge on something, I would not recommend Oreos. I feel like they're very bad for you. Well, I mean, they're like very. This is my new thing. Very nutrient dense. <laughs> nutrient calorically dense. Yes. Is that what you mean? <laughs> okay. And they're not that good. I mean, honestly, I mean, Oreos, they, they scratch an itch, but you could do better, everyone. If you're going to binge, gonna eat, binge yeah. on something better. Because if you have, you know, six Oreos, you could just might as well get some McDonald's or a McFlurry or something at that point, you know? Or a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine. <laughs> and because you know, don't even act like you're going to eat an Oreo. You're not going to have some milk with it because it's just like, what are you, an animal? You got to have the milk with the Oreos. <laughs> Can I dunk my Oreos in wine? Oh, God, that sounds so bad. (laughs) 
Did you hear it? Did you hear Wait. the wine pop? If only I had a package of Oreos and you could hear like the 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 you know rustle of the package as I dip my Oreos in wine. All right, that is the end of the the research. So we talked about illusion. What is it? Illusionary. Illusionary. That sounds like that might get you on a list, a government list. Illusory. That's actually how it's spelled. L I L L. U-S-O-R-Y. Illusory superiority. We talked about intelligence and IQ tests. We talked about defining stupid. So that that's kind of, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but that's that's where we're going to cut it off on the shoddy research portion. Back to, to us. How do you personally define intelligence? Well, I think we kind of touched on that before. I think it, it's ability to keep up in a conversation. I think it's an ability to understand what's happening and uh, follow it and be able to add to it. Uh, I had a friend who we were talking about, like, you know, dating and partners and stuff. And they said something like, oh, I don't need a poindexter. I don't want somebody who's like, um, actually, and can say facts. (laughs) But to me, that's not what intelligence is. Because we were talking about intelligence and how important it is in a partner. And... I was just like, that. to me, that's not it. I want someone who's able to crack jokes and keep up with a conversation and I don't have to constantly backtrack and explain things for. That's (laughs) intelligence. It's like kind of keeping up with the surroundings, um, maintaining a conversation, uh, someone who can match wits and kind of like throw jabs at. Like that's, that's intelligence to me more so than maybe even being able to solve really tough, really, um, complex math equations or or puzzles yeah yeah so similar that that's similar to me so when i was thinking about my own personal definition of intelligence when i meet somebody what makes me think that they're intelligent so one of the things that i thought of was emotional versus logical Mm -hmm. thinkers um I think that people, I mean, emotion is very real, very human. And it's, again, that caveman brain, like having to fight against it, is that something can give you a very strong emotional response. But a part of intelligence to me is being able to work past that and seeking to understand things, Um, looking from them from a more rational viewpoint and saying, okay, you said X, it made me feel Y. Now let's get to the bottom of that. Where did that come from? Um, uh, just looking to dive deeper into things and not immediately going to that caveman brain portion that makes you say, you're a threat. I don't like you. Um, you know, and, and putting up your guard and, you know, fisticuffs right off the bat. Um, that, that is a part of intelligence to me. Another part is asking why um i i guess that kind of folds into the seeking to understand yeah, the emotional versus logical is that you know when something occurs you just don't accept it you think why you look to dig deeper and to find um find what's there as opposed to what's just presented to you on the surface. That's a big thing for me in intelligence. So I think that's why we can have these kind of conversations. That's why you and I immediately clicked is because you're looking to dive deeper and looking into things as opposed to, you know, just accepting the surface. And oh, that's just how, that's just why things, that's just the way things are. People who say that, that always irks yeah, me. And I don't think I realized how deeply we agreed on that until just now i mean we have 
almost a full 24 hours, a full day of um, big talks that exist out in the world. <laughs> and I just, I guess I never heard you phrase it as that, but I, yeah, that is literally, um, I, I remember saying this years ago is like, I feel like the singularity is when we can all understand our motivations a hundred percent of the time and be able to adjust mm-hmm. and respond to them. Right. So it's not just, Oh, I am mad right now but thinking to why you're mad what caused you to be mad what factors are telling you you should be mad and then adjusting to that and i don't know how i missed yep. that until this conversation just right here maybe it's because <laughs> i'm hearing you talk and seeing things written out in front of me but yeah we are very yeah. much aligned on that and we have very um similar values where we uh, we I mean, because you have it as emotional versus logical, but I think there's more social intelligence there, too, and understanding the dynamics yeah. between people. And I mean, that's really what yeah. we aim to do in these conversations, in this impolite conversation, is just understanding how we as people interact with our world and with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And that just seeking to understand another person, but also, you know, not just outside, inside. That, I think, that's where it starts, right? If you can understand your own personal motivations and understand your own whys, and as you start to learn yourself, which has taken me, I'm 36 years old. It's taken me 36 years old, 36 years, you know, to to get to this point where I feel like I have a firm understanding of what's going on in here. And then maybe in the last, I don't know, five or seven years, I've started to to look outside at that. You know, um, in my 20s, I was very um, hard and fast. Like, this is the rule. This is how it should be. And and that's because I think I had a lack of understanding of where my own motivations came from. And then I can kind of broadcast that out to uh, try to seek to understand other people's motivations. Yeah, Does that and make sense? this is the part where we do differ. I, I know this because we've had, we've had this conversation. Oh, okay. We already hit it. We already hit oh, an no, impasse. No, it's not an <laughs> impasse. It's just a difference. Is, so we try to understand, you know, the why behind things. But to us, the why comes from different places. Where yours is internal. That You say that your why is 100% from you. Where I think our internal mm-hmm. whys are shaped by the world we're living in and the societal pressures. Yeah. And, you know, this will come up so many times as we have these conversations. But society versus itself. It's, and, and I think that's so interesting, though, that we can, like, have that firm, like, baseline that we agree on but then like an iceberg you know what i mean underneath it what's causing it there's exactly no man is an island or an iceberg we all live connected to each other so that's my back or that's my case (laughs) and i do agree with that to a point and so this is i i just love this because this is the kind of thing um that makes you realize how wide and unknowable the world is, right? That you can have these core beliefs that you agree with people on, but then disagree in the nuance and, and all these small things about what contributes to it. So, yeah, I just I, I just high five on us and and the world and how complicated and beautiful it all is. Yay. But okay, uh, that's my little sappy thing. That's but okay, the my last thing to kick about. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It totally is. I'm like getting a little like bobbleheady. Um, so talking about intelligence as a whole, 
How important is it, really? I mean, to you in your life, how important is being intelligent or um, being around intelligent people? How is how important is that to you? I mean, okay, intelligence in general, very important. I think where we landed on, regardless of your walk of life, your ability to adapt and be successful in your environment, that's critical, right? If you can't cut it in whatever world you're in, I'm, it doesn't matter what walk of life you have. If you're not doing well in it, okay, I shouldn't say that, but- you know, I think you, your intelligence can help you succeed wherever you are. So it is important. No, I totally, I totally understand that. And I, I kind of fall in that same realm. I mean, it is important to me. It's, it's one of the biggest things that, you know, as I'm, I'm raising a child, um, that it's the biggest wish for her is that I tell her all the time, I'm like, you're going to grow up to be so smart. Because I really value intelligence. I'm going to value the discussions, the deep dive, the prioritizing learning, the understanding why those uh, critical thinking skills is something that I'm really going to prioritize for someone. And when I was po- proposing this question, I thought of this television show that I that I watched. And you should totally check it out. Recommendation to Rachel, which I know she'll never watch. Anybody else who's listening, maybe you'll go watch it. It's a show called Derek. Um, and Rich, it's a, a Ricky Gervais show, a, a British comedy. And in it, uh, he's, he plays like this very simple-minded um, individual. And what Derek says, he says, it's more important to be kind than clever or good-looking. And in my heart, in like my soul, I believe that. That that is true. That being kind to the people around you is more important than those things that that to express love and caring for people is really what matters because that's going to leave them feeling good about themselves and good about and good feeling about you and just spreading kindness in the world is more important than being clever or good looking but in the real world you know in in the world that we live in every day unfortunately i that's another story. It's it's just not the case that uh, my wishes for myself and for my child is to be smart and good looking and just to make the world easier on yourself because that's the reality of the world. But I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish that everyone could get by on just being kind. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not and the I real world. And I think that you're maybe... Uh painting to a pessimistic view of society or maybe a view on your own values because we've we've talked about here that the intelligence that we value the most is social intelligence so so your daughter can mm-hmm. be smart but smart in the way that you are where they understand how the world works right so she's not going to be naive yeah in the way of the world. So she's not going to say, oh, as long as I'm kind to other people, are you not, you know, there's a balance between being kind and generous and being a doormat. And I think that's the intelligence factor that comes into it. And that's the intelligence factor that you're going to give to her. So, yeah. And because it is, it's a fuzzy line. It's hard to determine where that line is. Oh, yeah. To being kind and being a doormat. I mean, definitely. I would never define somebody's success in in life as being kind i mean you you can yeah. you know who also is kind 
serial killers because they're really kind to you until they kill you, right? Like, kindness can be faked, <laughs> right? It's not genuine. I would say being able to be genuine and respond to the world and react to the world genuinely and, um, you know, like, you have your genuine reactions and then you can process it and react. I'm babbling at this point. This is... <laughs> No, it's, I'm fine. Yeah, it, that's it. where it comes from. It's not just being a you know blanket super super nice to every single person you meet because being super super nice to pe- everyone you meet is how you end up at a serial killer's house. You know. Well, it's also how you end up a little bit boring and forgettable. Yeah, I I, I mean I'd hate to. <sighs> that's one of my biggest fears, or not fears. Um. Uh, I, I, I might be many things. I feel like I'm never boring or forgettable. You know what I mean? And, and maybe that's messed up. Maybe I shouldn't prioritize that over being kind. I, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting moral question. I don't know what the lesson is from this. I think we're just like talking. But this is I mean, what happens? We're hour and a half in. We're talking in circles. <laughs> we're just making it more complicated. Maybe okay. I'll cut that whole All piece right. out because I don't want to be okay. on the internet canceled. Nobody, nobody cares enough to cancel you, Rachel. Let's be honest. My mom will cancel me because she's listening. <laughs> All right. So we've got her out of circles. So back to our impolite question. Question. <laughs> I just mispronounced that. Back to our impolite question. Do you really think you're that smart? Do you think that you're smarter than the average person? Rachel, you're on. I do. And it's sad. And it sounds bad. But, well, if you had a teacher telling you all the time when you're in grade school that you're smarter than the average bear, I don't blame you. I would probably come away with that thought, too. I, yeah, and I think there's, there's a whole mixture of stuff we didn't even get into today that also factors into this. Um, but, you know, about discipline and self-motivation and those kind of things. But I, it's, it's, it sucks because at the end of the day, maybe it's my ego still protecting me. But I, I do think that that's the case. But do I think that everybody thinks that about me? No. No, 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 no. There's definitely people who think I'm dumb, <laughs> as, just dumb as fuck. And I guess that's, you know, part of the human enigma, right? What about you? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking about this. And I'm thinking, am I smarter than the average person? And my answer to that is yes. And and that is based on some... um very uh, quantifiable aspects is that my education level is higher than the average American. Uh, my income level is higher than the average American. Not that income is necessarily a uh, indicator it of intelligence. Your ability to adapt to the world you're in. It, exactly. So I'm going to say based on the average person, yes, I believe that I am smarter than the average person. But if you were to kind of change that subset, do I think that I'm smarter than my peers? So people who make above average, who have a college education, my soul wants to say, yes, I'm so much smarter than these people. But the truth is, probably not. 
I don't think that my IQ is necessarily smarter than any of these people. But I think that there are ways that I do excel more than other people. And that goes back to that definition of intelligence, right? That there's many different facets of intelligence. I think that there are ways that I do perform above the pack. I'm more inquisitive than other people. I'm less deferential to leadership than other people. Uh, I'm more adventurous than other people. Uh, I'm more willing to speak my mind than other people. But some people might say then that that's a disadvantage, that that makes me less intelligent because I'm less willing to conform to the norms, right? So I just think that goes to show that there's a thousand ways that other, that everyone can excel in different dimensions and that intelligence is such a hard thing to quantify and that what you're good at, just fucking take it and run with it, you know? And that, I guess that means it comes back to that original definition of intelligence, the ability to adapt. And that's what you want to do. So what you're good at, take it and run with it. But in, in other words, to answer the question, do you think you're smarter than the average American? Yes. Do you think you're smarter than your peers? Unfortunately, no, I don't think that I am. Which I don't think that's unfortunate. I think that, you know, that's a good sign because I know you, you're smart, you're quick. And if that's, your peers and that's the people around you like that's that's good that's a good sign that that more humans are like you i have hope for the human condition just stay away from social media and most importantly guys stay away from the comment section just stay away that's my my ending no that's not my ending. i don't have any my ending comment Well, what I want to end on is one of the things that I came across in my research, one of the um, just little asides that people said, and I really, really like this. And it was a question of, are people dumb or is the world just really hard? And that I could get 100% behind because I think we've shown through our conversation about all these different models, all these different types of intelligence, all these different ways that we can talk about intelligence, define it, and all the different, you know, socioeconomic statuses and educational statuses and ways that individuals define intelligence. The world is so complicated and hard for us to all understand and that when you come across that somebody that you think is just a giant dummy maybe you should just think to yourself the world is fucking hard life is hard but that keeps us in in business here and talking about it keeps us in business <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, the business my fingers. you know the impolite conversations that we can all have so there we go that it is that is the impolite question do you really think you're that smart and Rachel and I both said yes. So what do you think, So guys? far, we are you- fitting into the stats. But yes, tell us what you think <laughs> um, wherever you can find the Impolite Society podcast. So yeah, check us out on all of the socials. Give us a shout out. After Laura was like, get off social media. Get off social media after you follow no. and like. And also, more importantly, subscribe <laughs> and like us on the podcast bullshits and that's on the podcast player of because the sad thing is you know we might be smarter than the average duck but we still need positive affirmation so like don't if nobody if nobody gives us a star we're just gonna cancel this thing 
we're empty in ourselves. We're empty in our souls. If we're just going to get drunk and talk to each out. other. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could do that anyway. I mean, but now we're in COVID, right? So we're not long. We're no longer doing our happy hours. So we're like, just totally fucked. This is what we rely yeah. on. So people, please validate us. Let us know what you think in the comments. And let us let us rejoice in your comments and thoughts, even if it's critical. Tell us we suck. I'm exactly. If you found this and listened to this point to hear us say that we suck, I'm going to question your intelligence first of all, and then I'm going to say, okay, duly noted. But at the same time, also if you have a question that you want to ask, that's impolite. Send it to us. We'll talk to each other about it. Nothing's off the limits. We've already talked about public bathroom noises in the first episode. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about sex. Let's have a sex podcast. We're going to get super drunk. We're going to have a sleepover and we're going to talk about Maybe, sex. Maybe, yeah, in baby. person. Let's talk about you and so me. So mom and Let's dad, turn sex, it off baby. because I don't <laughs> Anyways, okay. So I think we got to wrap it up. I th- this is our what? take out of is singing sex baby is the the signal to turn always. It off. <laughs> um but this is our take at a shorter podcast too. No, just kidding. Uh <laughs> shit. Fuck. <laughs> but that's good. It was good. This is way better than the first time we had this conversation. Yeah, way better. Well, okay, okay. Uh, anyway. Mom's the word. So subscribe, like, comment. Show us support. We look forward to seeing you in our next impolite conversation. See you then. <laughs>